Friday, and thank you so much for joining me today on Savage to Saved. This is a podcast for the modern-day Christian woman. I will pretty much be retelling stories of my glory days and ultimately coming to the conclusion that I should have been acting in a manner that would bring glory to God instead. Um, I know we say you shouldn't should on yourself, but... It is what it is. Um, All roads lead to God. No matter what the road is, all roads lead to God. But before we jump in, if you're watching on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. New episodes will be released every Friday. So stay in the loop. Keep keep up with that. (laughs) And we'll pretty much just go from there. But I wanted to give a quick PSA really quickly because... Some things have changed, and I just wanted to include you guys in with the change. God convicted my spirit in church. We had a guest minister who, let me make this go a little bit faster, a little bit faster, hold on. Oh, that's too fast. (laughs) We had a guest speaker in church who said, don't let other people's prosperity change your posture in God. But that wasn't what I heard. Spiritually, I felt that I can't let society change my posture. Yes, I want to be a forward thinker, a pioneer in regards to reaching new people and introducing them to Jesus Christ. But I can't let that change my posture. I just can't. I can't bend the lord's will for my life for the sake of a few followers i was wrong and i'll no longer be swearing in this podcast instead i'll pretty much just spell it out (laughs) if i need to need be you guys know what curse words sound like it is what it is and I was able to see the beauty of this because the beauty of it all is that this is a prime example of correction in my walk with God. God is so amazing that he will meet you at the level that you are on. And he also helped me to bridge the gap between where I am and where I needed to be. So I'm very grateful to God for that. And you just got to sometimes let the spirit use you like I'm letting him use me. (sighs) I don't understand why it's going so slow. So we're just going to. All right. (laughs) All right. So last we left off, I met Method Man. I had a few track meets and I was getting into my rebellious ways as a teenager. Garbage. Let's pick up where we left off. There we go. Thank you. June 12, 2002, Dear Diary. I was just over reading some entries in my past, and it's funny how such of a fool I was. Well, I really regret saying all that bad stuff about my mama when she gets on my nerves. I would have never thought her schizophrenia would act up again on Memorial Day. I need to be more obedient and patient with my mom, no matter what the circumstance is. I want to go to Miami and go to the Junior Olympics, but I don't think I'm going to go. I do love my mom. I just got a jacked up way of showing it. P.S. I had a 3.0 GPA, 
but I do want my mom to get better. I'm going to try harder. What I've been doing is counting down the days that Uncle Sam and his family will get here. <laughs> Guess what? I'm a top competitor in the hurdles in the state. Ooh. I was number one in the nation at one point. And we'll just see how that plays out. But I was doing very well in school. I was still worried about my mom, all that good stuff. July 22nd, 2002, Dear Diary. Things are kind of looking up for me. I just got a job at Ivy's dad's office. Ivy and I are getting along for the most part. My mom is out of the hospital, so I'm happy. One of those colleges that invited me to visit was Washington State. My dad wants to see me when I go. Hopefully I have time. I don't know yet. Well, I got to go to bed. So I didn't really have a, a, I had, I didn't really have a good relationship with my dad. And I wanted to see him, but I was too busy partying and dancing to just give me the light and <laughs> drinking to care about that january 9 2003 dear diary i'm gonna try to move on from eli because he's talking to two, not just one but two other girls although i want to take him to formal because i know he'll pay for it also he's fine and i kind of do miss him i also miss my friends they're gonna go on a track meet while i stay behind and study for this damn sat then i must take a driver's ed test and a statewide test. I'm under a lot of stress right now. I also want to give Thomas a chance again, but I'll be screwed if he doesn't call me back. I'm honestly down in the dumps now. How did I start it from? Oh, anyways. So I'll try to focus on something different. Well, let me go to work. I want to cry so bad, but I can't. I'll talk to you later. P.S. It's my cousin Keisha's 18th birthday, so now I'm 17 and a half. Oh, yeah, shout out to my cousin Keisha. What's up, Keisha? <laughs> we are exactly six months apart. That's my little birthday twin, but, yeah, I had a nice little job at an orthopedic office. I loved that job. It was probably one of my best jobs. April 9, 2003, Dear Diary, my mom's birthday was yesterday, April 8th. Well, I didn't tell anyone yet, but my mommy is pregnant. Just because I wrote it like that doesn't mean I'm not happy. I'm freaking ecstatic. I can't wait for this baby. I'm not going to lie. When Eli and I had unprotected sex, if I got pregnant, I would have been bummed out. Now I'm going to have that baby companion. <laughs> I wanted a baby so bad. And it won't ruin me. <laughs> Eli's or my mom's life. Oh, that's sad. I have an okay situation going on now. They won't let me drop him and let him go to his prom. My teammate's brother asked to take me to my prom. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> I remember... Um, I went to prom. I wasn't happy with my hair. wasn't happy with my dress. I didn't. We didn't have much money growing up. I think we was on Section 8. So it was just pretty much was what it was. June 8, 2003. Dear Diary, I have never in my life performed as bad as I performed at State. I am so ashamed of myself. And not my whole team hates, my whole team hates me. Let me tell you how it went. 
I ran quite a few events. The only two that mattered were the 300 hurdles and the 4x400. The, hor the hurdles went horribly wrong, and there was nothing I can do about it. I was standing in lane five, which is the best lane to be in. I did a few practice runs to the first hurdle, and that's when I heard it. The announcer says, in lane five is Deanna Gooden, number one in the nation. Oh my God, my head started to spin and I couldn't control my nerves. I tried to ignore it and focus on the event, but I can't stop the thoughts. I can't stop the anxiousness. I can't stop it. We get into the blocks and the gun goes off and I take off towards the first hurdle and fell hard. <laughs> it happened so quickly, I almost stopped and sat there, but it didn't matter because I got up and I finished the race in dead last. The good thing is that Ivy won the race for our team, but I was mortified. My coach asked me if I wanted to run the last race and I said, yes. Try to save face. I tell him I will run the anchor leg. Why did I say that? The gun goes off for the 4x4, four four and it's me, Ivy, Lori, Laura, and Naomi in that exact order. Actually, that was not the right order. I was actually last. They killed it and gave me a beautiful head start. I take off as soon as I get the baton. I'm running scared, and I know it. But I realized that I was running too fast. I get to the final curve and I hear the audience make this loud noise like Whoa! like it was crazy and it was it just grew louder and louder and louder and I know it's a scare tactic and guess what I start thinking negatively and I can't get the thoughts out of my head and Polly's anchor leg had closed the gap and she was slowly approaching me. The audience got louder, and I ended up letting my anxiousness and the racing thoughts psych me out. My entire body tenses up, and I start working against myself. She caught me, and Polly run the race. The embarrassment endured during that race was unbearable. I wish I could make the thoughts stop. I don't know how my teammates handle the pressures. That was one of the most embarrassing days of my life. And to my team, you guys were amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for teaching me everything you taught me. But I apologize. Dear Diary, well, finally, I'm 18. Things seem can't seem to get worse as they can. I'm trying not to get depressed. Eli and I fell out, so we are not as close anymore. Then I went to Golden State, and I performed like crap. I can't seem to shake these overwhelming feelings and thoughts that go on in my head. Golden West was a great track meet. Um, I didn't perform as well, and I was ashamed of that, too. I, 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 it was like I was, I don't know the word when you get, like, psyched out mentally. It is what it is. February 18, 2004, Dear Diary. Wow, it's been a cool minute since I wrote in here. I have been through so much crap, and I put my body in danger. It's been about, it's about time I was honest with myself. Wee, Deanna. I have had sex with about 11 or 12 guys, unprotected with four, protected with eight. 
Some of these people I had no business sleeping with. I plan on leaving this all in my past because I'm taking a giant step in my life by talking to a 29-year-old. He seems like a real cool, mature young man. And I'm not going to take it too fast with him because I want it to last. The thing about him is that I did not go looking for him. He came to me. The only problem is that I still feel like a child when I am with him. I front and lie when I tell my friends how I met, how we met. We met at a damn video store. Are you serious? More like Black Planet. <laughs> I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing because I hit it off with another guy I met offline. So now with Eli, him and I are cool. He thinks that he can still F-U-C-K and not be in a relationship with me. He's got another thing coming. That's not flying too high with me. Possibly if I was desperate, but I can't see it now. <laughs> he is going to kill me. I would have to be the far, it would have to be in the far future if I ever got back with Eli. If he wasn't the way he was, I would love to be his girl. On to other news. I'm currently stuck in limbo. I have been practicing with the elite team and I have been doing no sort of work. My teacher will not call me back and let me know my new grade or whatever my grade was. I did lie to everyone that I have been calling him. I'm anxious to know. And I did take my tutoring seriously, and I pray to God that I do pass it. I am anxious to get to UCLA and get out of the house. My mom and I clash a lot, especially now that she's pregnant. But so do Ivy and I. So I really don't know. On to better news. <laughs> my beautiful baby brother, Xavier Enoch Good Nichols, is five months old today. And as crazy as ever. He can't quite crawl, talk, or walk, but I understand what he may need or want. He is cute as ever, though. I love him to death, but I think he may already be spoiled. <laughs> How could I hate on him? It's his turn. Well, till new news develops, I'll be talking to you later. I've been through so much my whole year as an 18-year-old adult. <sighs> I play with that little boy every single day. I loved my brother. Not I loved. I love my brother. But um, life track school was hard for me. February 23rd, 2004. Dear diary. Well, I got the news back from the teacher and I passed the class with a C. <laughs> and I was happy about that. This is horrible. So I will be going to UCLA in the spring semester, whatever and whenever that is. Then it means I must quit McDonald's sometime soon. I'm excited and I don't know if I'll be living with India or Elizabeth. I hope Elizabeth, because India would get on my nerves. I already seen some of the freshman guys at UCLA and they are all fine. <laughs> I will work 
I will try to work hard on the track because on the track and in school because they ask me to go to parties. I will have I will always have money, so I won't I will always have money, so I won't try to go. I don't understand what I was trying to say there. Man, I owe Ivy so much money. God will handle my financial problems. So I can't stress on it right now. I thought of Roscoe suddenly. That place is so bomb. I ate three pieces of chicken and smothered potatoes. Whew, enough about food. I need to lose weight. My goal is now 135 or close to it. I now weigh 150 and it's driving me crazy. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, I went to this club called the Garden of Eden. It was a 21 and over club and I wasn't supposed to be in there. <laughs> That's why I got up in that piece. It was embarrassing though. I didn't have an ID or the money when I got, when I got stuck at the door. I was so stuck, and they let me in anyways. Ivy and I were stressed like hoes. Mm. But only Ivy and I can pull something like this off. <laughs> I won't try to go to a 21 and up club again. I'm cool on all that. Plus, I have fun at 18. I have more fun at 18 and over parties. They're just funner, or they're just better. This week is beginning to be the start of a beautiful week oh my goodness i knew the promoter and i thought i was so fat and i was like in this dress and i hated the dress i was wearing and he just looked at me and we had history so he was like all right i'll let you in i'm over that 21 nova club scene not for me <laughs> march 13 2004 dear diary i am stuck between a rock and a hard place my mom is having an episode again, and I don't know what to do. I know that I must do research on it, but I feel like I know enough. When I read into it, it's happening. When I read into why it's happening, it will only make me matter. Yes, I'm admitting that I feel that this sickness, paranoia schizophrenia, makes me feel my mother is a weak person. I'm trying so hard to change this frame of mind, but it's a challenge. Now it's five times harder for me because Xavier is here. What I mean is, I don't, I know he's a baby. And when he does things he's not supposed to do, everyone says to me, D, you know he's a baby. Or you know he didn't do it on purpose. Yeah, I know. But sometimes, like, he, he picked up the habit of hitting me hard in the face. And it would hurt. Like, I, somebody got to do something. I'm trying to teach him not to hit without spanking him. But there's my mom. Then there's my mom. She told me she didn't believe I was going to college. In other words, she thinks I'm lying about going to UCLA. <sighs> I know when I tell someone that, they'll say, well, D, you know, your mom is sick. But man, it still hurts my feelings. I didn't like being called a liar about things I was telling the truth about. It's like I must take care of both my mom and my brother. My mom says she's attached to the baby. And how do you think that makes me feel? Because she says it all the time. She doesn't want anyone to watch him like my grandma or my Uncle Sam. My mom is either asleep 
or cleaning, a.k.a. destroying the house, and I'm always watching Xavier. Well, I can't always say that, but it's like that for most of the day, and I don't understand it. I started thinking that I may not have much patience for anyone with a mental illness. I think that's why I used to get so mad at Lynn and I knew she couldn't help it. People with mental illnesses who cannot control their actions make me mad. I want to help them understand by fighting them. But I can't, and that annoys me so much. While everyone is trying to figure out what's wrong with my mom, they never took the time to see if something was wrong with me. Did anyone ever ask? I'm sorry. Did anyone ever think that it may have been passed down to me? (laughs) No. At night, I feel like my mom is plotting against me. And I haven't been able to sleep because I've been having nightmares that she will come into my room and cut me with a knife. I always feel that way when she gets sick. I don't want to be afraid to be in the same house with my mom, especially when she's having one of her episodes. I think I feel this way because I read that people can't distinguish reality from delusions and their moods can change at any moment. When I have these nightmares, I wake up and I think about it constantly. Then in the morning, my mom wants me to wake up at 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. I did not sleep at night. And for some reason, she feels the need to wake up early. That's one of her signs. Another is she blasts music really loud, no matter if it's day, if it's night, and it wakes me up out of my sleep. It's like she's halfway here. And it seems like her mind is always somewhere else. When it first happened, my grandma sent me to therapy. Like play therapy. I think it's time for another session. I can't tell my friends because I don't think they'll want to hear about it, especially Laura, Ivy, or Eli. My mom gave me a clue to why she was going through this, and I think it's because she doesn't want to be alone. I don't know if she meant as in me leaving her or not having Ivan, but it's putting so much pressure and stress on me. I feel like crap, and it makes me want to cry every night. Why don't I know anyone personally, my age, that's going through this? What if I have the same problem, illness, and I don't know yet? I don't want to be a burden on anyone or drive anyone away. And if I do, I'm scared. I've been trying to deal with the situation myself and not call my grandma all the time. I'm trying to show that demon inside my mom that I'm not scared. But deep down, I'm petrified. 
Every time my mom does certain things, I go back to being a scared seven-year-old all over again. I hate that feeling. And I wish she knew how to control it because I will hate it if Xavier must experience the same thing that I'm going through. Like Eli always tells me, don't hate me, hate my actions. That's how I came to forgive him for being a typical teenage male. I know my mom can't help it, but I'm having a hard time telling apart hating her and hating her illness. And I'm trying to understand it. I want to hate her so bad, but I know it's not her doing it. And I must keep that in mind when something does go wrong. I did tell her how I felt that she wasn't trying hard enough to get a job. I can't believe I said that. But I also read that people with these types of conditions have a hard time socializing in the work field. That made me feel bad as soon as I said it. But I have a hard time apologizing when she's sick because I won't mean it. I had to put it into words on paper because I couldn't get it all out in this conversation. Well, until next time. (laughs) I didn't realize that I was going through so much when I was in high school and going to college. It was rough. And I wouldn't wish that on anyone. So, we're going to stop right there. Things are about to suddenly change when I get to UCLA, and I'm glad you're here for the ride. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, on the Apple Podcast app, the Spotify Podcast app, and available on YouTube. Once again, don't remember, don't remember. Don't forget to like and subscribe and leave a question pertaining to the podcast below. Who knows? It may be selected to be answered during the show. I'd like to thank you all for tuning in to Savage to Save. It's a pleasure to have you and have a blessed weekend. Good night.